Hello and good evening. This is Victoria with Heart and Soul Dog Training and Hope Service Dogs. And it's our webinar. So we uh, used to do them a lot. <laughs> and what I do is I will strip out the audio and I'll upload it to our podcast. And I haven't been doing it as much lately. We've been rather busy with everything going on. But it just worked out really good to, to do one tonight. Uh, I've had a headache all day, took a little nap, headache went away, yay! So you got me tonight, and I'm here. I figure we'll we'll restart up again with answering questions on breeding and what to look for in a breeder. So we do a lot of service dogs, <laughs> a lot of service dog training, uh, a lot in the service dog community, and often it comes in with what breed is the best breed for service dogs? One of my top three answers have been golden retrievers, yellow labs, and standard poodles. But it's not every golden retriever, every standard poodle, every lab. And there's a reason I'm saying yellow labs, right? Uh, and thank you, Amber. Hope you're doing well. Miss your lives. Thank you. Well, that's we're hoping to get back on them. You know, things are starting to calm down a bit. It has been absolutely crazy here. Uh, so yeah, if you guys have any questions and you're on the live, go ahead, you can message and, and uh, leave a comment there for me. Any questions that you want us to discuss or, um, you know, with uh, breeding or just in general or comments, just post them. Uh, it, it's those special dogs, right? They have to have that little bit of something extra. And what I tell people is, just like not every person can go on to be an Olympic athlete, not every golden retriever can go on to be a service dog. Because what would happen? I would say golden retriever, standard poodle, yellow lab, and people would go out and buy the first of that that they could find. And inevitably, they were breeders who weren't doing any health testing weren't doing any sort of early neurological stim, early scent introduction for the puppies. And it was a little bit crazy, you know, what was, uh, what was happening. And we were getting these dogs in who, you know, they were pups, you know, up to say four or five months old. People would tell me that they would go and they would do the Volhard test at the litter and they kept doing it until the dog got the passing score that they wanted and then they'd take the dog. Or it was the last dog there at, you know, six months old. Uh, and the breeder gave them a good deal on it, you know, and, and it was frustrating. And we thought, well, we have two options here. We could either, you know, it happens or we could do something about it. And that's partially how Hope Service Dogs was born. We didn't know exactly what we wanted to do at the time. We knew it was going to be something with service dogs and why Hope, guess what's my middle name, right? So we wanted some, and it's a great name for it, right? Because you want hope for a more normal life. But initially, hope was going to be, uh, we don't know. Gypsy was, we had got her on full registration. If she passed all her health testing and such, we were going to breed her. One of her puppies was going to go to my parents as a guardian home, and that was going to be the start of Hope's breeding program. And Gypsy had passed her prelims at 22 months, and I'll explain what that means in a second. Uh, but at six months later, whenever we retested her, she came in with mild hip dysplasia. So we spayed her, uh, well, we actually tested her again just to check her pen hip scores. Uh, but then we spayed her and didn't know what to do. Reached out to a contact I had, uh, a woman, a breeder for Goldens who was doing my online course. And she was in a bit of a, a pickle. Uh, she couldn't breed because of where she lived anymore. Her neighbors apparently were complaining. So she had breeding age dogs. And if you let the girls sit open and you don't breed them, there's a higher chance, of course, of them having pyometria and having issues. So she was gonna loan us the dogs for a year or two litters. And she ended up just saying, you know, they could be your dogs. So that was, totally awesome uh, and it worked right so like that's how we got started that's what happened last year so we got the dogs we put the money aside 
Uh, we purchased Lita. Um, we imported her from Europe. Uh, we kept three girls from the first litter and one girl from the second litter. Uh, we tested uh, one of them, the one from the second litter was Sparkles. So she had that bit of an underbite, which apparently is highly heritable. So we, uh, we placed her in a home. Um, Siren and Diana uh, were from the first litter and Princess. Princess, we need to do her health testing. Uh, Siren and Diana are no longer with, the, with Hope, with the breeding program. Uh, and you know now we get to, to see how Princess does and we're keeping a couple girls from this uh, litter and see how they do. You know, we'll get them started and everything. But what, what I just said, OFA is in two years, 24 months, what is that? So when you're looking for a breeder, what you wanna look for, uh, first, Nicole has a question. Finding a breeder willing to do a co-owner full registration is hard. Do you have any suggestions? It is, it is very difficult. And I really lucked out with Gypsy when we got her because it was actually the breeder's suggestion that we go full registration. Um, and it was because of my history uh, with dog training and what I was looking for and knowledge about that. You know, uh, I, I try not to come off as a know-it-all when I talk to people, and not that you do, Nicole, or anything. But, uh, but like I said, that was her suggestion and the fact that she had offered me full registration, you know, and she's a, a, a high standing in the AKC show world was was um, was pretty awesome. So Gypsy, even though she's spayed, uh, we still have the full registration on her. We can't breed her, but because again, she's spayed, but we can kind of use that as an entry. Um, poodles and Goldens are different though. So we do breed both Poodles and Goldens. Uh, Goldens are my heart right I think they're like Pringles everyone needs at least three or four Goldens um, Goldens are the best however I know that that's not true also you know and some people need that dog who doesn't shed or desire that poodle they want that poodle coat they want the um, you know they want what a poodle can offer so we are lucky in that we have access to Roma and Roma we have gone on full registration uh, now finding uh, sires for her and sires for the Goldens because we have Roma the Poodle, we have Lita, Lucy, and Ginger, the breeding age Goldens. We have up-and-coming Princess. Uh, we have new puppies. We have Albert as a boy, uh, Sebastian as a boy, and then Flounder and Ariel. And the last three are from our mermaid litter. You know, so we have uh, the up-and-comings and once you get that female, it's a lot easier but the poodle world seems a little harder than the golden world and it could be because i'm more in the golden world right and i'm not as much in the poodle world that's carolyn that's shane that's not as much me um you know i don't know the breeders there as much as i know the poodle the breeders in the golden world but um you know i know for us looking at studs sometimes they see that we do both and they think we're gonna doodle. I'm like, no, we're not gonna doodle. Trust me, we're not gonna doodle. That is not in the game plan at all to doodle. We do not wanna doodle. That's why, you know, Roma's here with us for a couple days, but you know, that's why I don't have her here. One of the reasons is, you know, as we get a male golden, there's not ever gonna be an obsoliter. You know, we don't, we don't doodle. We think the poodles are great. We think goldens are great. And, uh, you know, I know why people doodle. I figured it out and they doodle because they want they don't want the shedding of a golden but they want the friendliness of a golden so they'll take the poodle which people think poodles are standoffish for a reason because a little bit they can be you know like be honest like they they can be you know i warn people about that especially females can be standoffish um not always you know you get the class clowns and such too but they're not golden friendly you know, as friendly as golden retrievers are. So, you know, as, as you, what I do is I friend them on Facebook, you know, maybe reach out and offer them congratulations if their dog does something super awesome. Um, if there's a poodle club, I know there's a golden retriever club of America. Uh, we're members of that. We're members of the mid Florida golden retriever club also. 
and there was just the national that our club hosted. So, you know, Rich and I went up there one afternoon. Um, you know, it, it's hard making those connections. Uh, you know, so if I was going to do that again, I'd probably try to get up there every day and, you know, have blocked off that week earlier. And it just seems so much is going on, especially the puppies were in their sixth week last week. This week they're in their seventh week. So they go, two of them go home on Monday. Um, you know, and I can't just go up there for the whole day. But there's also other shows that come on. So, you know, you can find out if they're showing and go and meet up with them, see if they'd be okay with that. Uh, Nicole <coughs> also said Rio was finally approved to stud. Looking, getting a female poodle next year. Hopefully, Rio is such a social butterfly. That's fantastic, Nicole. I love that, that he is so social, and I love that you are continuing with it. I know that, uh, you know, you were working, getting his health testing all done, and I think that is a huge thing. Uh, for Goldens, we have a website called K9Data. That's the letter K, the number nine, and then data, D-A-T-A. -A. Uh, if you go there and you put in any of our dogs, you know, you'll come up with everything. So we can add in their titles, their the genetic reports and everything. Also, I recommend putting everything up on um, OFA. So what is OFA? <laughs> Bring it up for a third time and then I'll, now I'll tell you about it. OFA is Orthopedic Foundation of America. And what it is, is it is, uh, they'll put up the health testing stuff, right? We'll, we'll, we'll just go, um, not fancy words. So AKC is the American Kettle Club and all they do is register the dogs, right? So I've had people tell me, well, he's AKC and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything that he's AKC. You know, him being AKC just means that his parents were AKC and you had full registration on them. It doesn't make them great dogs. It doesn't make them, um, you know, better dogs than if they weren't AKC registered, but you know, like if, if your dog's not AKC registered, why isn't he AKC registered? Well, with the doodles, you can't AKC register them. Um, so, so, you know, you have that, but here it's AKC. Over in Europe, it's something called FCI. Don't ask me what it stands for. But initially, the three girls that we have from Europe, Lita, Lucy, and Ginger, they were FCI registered over there, so we had to switch them. And Candy, too, was FCI registered, our Doberman. And so we had to switch them to AKC over here. Well, when you do the health testing over there, for example, Lita, when she came over, she was fully health tested over in Ukraine. I think it was Ukraine. We're going to go with Ukraine. Uh, she was fully health tested over there, and they sent us the paperwork and everything, but there's no online database for us to look up and see that Lita was fully health tested over there. So what OFA does is, is that health database that we can put in, you know, so Nicole says about Rio, uh, I don't know what his official name is. If you're there, Nicole, and you want to type it in, uh, but you would look that up. So like Lita is Tram and Lido. Ginger is Tram and Ethnic Style. And Lucy is Tram and Terra Mystica, which is like the best name. Gypsy is from Good Times Golden. So it's Good Times Dream Dogs Gypsy Storm, because I wanted to put Dream Dogs in there, because that's what we were at the time, and I wanted Gypsy in there. It was going to be Gypsy Rose, because people, you know, like, why is her name Gypsy? Well, it was going to be the famous burlesque dancer, Gypsy Rose Lee, but it had to have a storm in it, because one of the storms came through. Whatever storm came through four years ago, so she was doing a storm litter. And people do that. We do after Disney and, and other things, too, so we have, you know, this is the mermaid litter. Um, the next one is going to be Fantasia. The Lita's litter is going to be the Fantasia litter. Candy's with the Sith litter. Uh, Roma's last one was the Posh litter. Her new one is going to be the Imagination litter. So, like, we, we, you can take concepts and do that. And it's great, right? But when we got Lita, you can't go in and see her health testing. So, OFA, we could submit the FCI paperwork to OFA. And there's a fee, like, I think $25.00. And they would post them, but what we did is we wanted to make sure we got what we paid for. So we went through and we retested her in full. Uh, we did pen hip, OFA hips, OFA elbows, eyes, and heart. Now eyes have to be done annually to make sure nothing weird crops up. And depending on where you get it done and all, you get it done at a show, it might be 65-ish. If you get it done 
Uh, there's an eye vet in Orlando, and I think they're 90 now. You know, but that has to be done annually. And then you get a chick number, which is canine health something something. Uh, and in that, you want your dog to have the chick number. So what we did is we put, we paid extra to put their pen hip numbers up. So we did Ginger's hips and we did Lita's hips, so we have their pen hip numbers. Uh, Lucy came with her OFA good hip, so we did not redo Lucy's. So she's the only one who doesn't have a pen hip number. Uh, we did Romas, we, did, uh, we didn't do candies, uh, but we're gonna do princesses, and we had done sparkles. So you know, we'll, we'll, we pay extra to put that up there. Uh, we do the genetic testing. So we use Embark, and I think like six of them for the Goldens can go up there. PRA1, PRA2, PRA, PRCD, uh, ichthyosis, and two others. But hey, I remember four of them, so that's pretty good. Uh, we, but we, we pay extra to put all those up there. So whenever we reach out to a potential stud and we give them the names, they can look that up on canine data and see the history. You know, they can see the pedigree. Uh, they can look us up on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and they can see everything that we do with the dogs, uh, with going out and training, with what we're doing with the puppy rearing. You know, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, but it can still be difficult, you know, to find a stud or to find someone who would let you have full registration on a female. And we actually had that question today. Somebody asked us. Now, for this poodle litter we have coming, potentially, we find out Thursday if Roma is with ch with puppy, I guess. Not with child. It would be with puppy. We find out on Thursday. Um, and I have been so bad at keeping these quiet. But I try to. Uh, with that one, with the stud contract, we can keep one uh, on full registration. Everyone else has to go out unlimited, which happens, right? Uh, so some of the subcontracts are that way. Uh, one thing that we have discussed um, is, because we've had people reach out to us before, especially with the Goldens, about breeding. Now, if we were going to be like, oh, no, no one else can have it because then they'll buy from you and not from me. You know what? There's so many people who want dogs and there's so many people who want good Goldens. Um, good poodles, good dogs, especially for service work, we don't want to be greedy bitches, right? The greedy group. Um, but we also want to make sure that the dogs do well. So we learn, right? Trial and error. So, you know, depending on what's going, we don't want them to doodle no matter what. Uh, you know, it would go off unlimited until fully health tested at two and uh, at least the CGC and novice trick dog. And then I want a puppy from a litter, right? I want a female because if I'm giving you a breedable female, then I'm not able to use that breedable female. And I could, you know? So I, I kind of would like a breedable female back. And it also means that I'm there to help you. Like, I want to help you. I want to make sure that if you have any questions while you're doing this, you know, you, you have somebody to ask and, and ask questions of. So, uh, you know, uh, Nicole's posted here. It's Arayu's You Gotta Be Leave is Rio. He still needs to import, or you still need to import his genetic testing to OFA, but he's clear and he's on better breed for his genetic diversity testing. Oh my gosh, Nicole, that's the one. Is that, that's the UC Davis, right? We did not know about that because I told you I'm more in Goldens than, than the Poodles. Uh, so we had some people apparently who wouldn't want to, you know, stud with Roma because we didn't have that, but we have his, I don't know what the whole genetic diversity because I'm like we have his embark or her embark and it shows her coefficient of inbreeding and it shows her big b's little b's big e's little e's all of that but yeah yeah if we do any more with her we will definitely get that done um there are some poodle breeders let's see it message me if you want to um and I will look them up and, and send you info um you know, because I've, I've, I've talked to people, right? Um, but I know it is difficult to get in with that, um, you know, in with the breeders. But I think if you, especially if there's a, a poodle club of America, if there's a poodle group in your state, I know you're up by Chicago, 
I'm sure there's got to be one in Illinois or even Wisconsin's not that far from you because I used to live outside Milwaukee. I know Chicago and Milwaukee aren't that far apart. But I would definitely look into there. And then you can go to some of the meetings and you can kind of, they can get to know you because here's the neat stuff with doing the service dogs is, <clears throat> and I've seen it happen, is if one of their offspring goes to you and does well in your breeding for, I don't know if you plan on breeding for service dogs or just, you know, or, or if you're going to focus on pet dogs or if you're going to focus on confirmation, I'm, I assume you're going to do service dogs is it's helping somebody and I always make sure I tell them I'm not asking for it to be free I am more than happy to pay for for whatever but I want you know I want the best I do uh, looking at some of these so you said his genetic testing is clear <coughs> Lita is clear Roma is clear ginger is an ichthyosis carrier Lita is a, I think it's a PRA1 carrier and I believe Princess is a PRA1 carrier. So the three from this litter, Bash is clear, Flounder is clear, and Ariel is an icky carrier. So ideally I would have all clears, but I don't. But we know that for boys we definitely wanted clear. And then the Lita litter that's coming due on Thanksgiving is all going to be clear. Now what's that mean for my owners? Because some of them are clear, some of them are icky carriers. It doesn't mean that they're ever going to get icky because we made sure not to breed her to an icky carrier. If you remember back in science class in middle school, right? We had the little quad, a little box, and you drew a horizontal and a vertical in it. And it was short peas and tall peas. So it was like a big pea and a little pea and a big pea and a big pea. And how many big peas and how many little peas are they gonna make, right? It's the same thing here. So it's, um, you need both copies of it to uh, to have it, you know, so like ichthyosis, they won't have it unless they have two copies. So some of them have one copy of it, but they will not have two copies of it. And they're not gonna magically mutate and suddenly have two copies. So we embark this whole litter. So we do have that for them also. Um, and we do offer, you know, a lifetime genetic guarantee that like they won't get they won't test positive for these because of how we do things. And I've talked to breeders who have said, oh, it doesn't matter. You can breed two carriers together. No, you can't. Another thing that we do is we won't breed fair hips or below. I don't want to do that. So we will only breed good and excellent hips. Uh, we want to look at OFA hips and we want to look at pen hip. What's the difference? <coughs> OFA is how well does the ball fit into the socket of it? And pen hip is how much laxicity is there. So ideally we want low numbers. Ginger is actually in the top 13%. Lita is in the top 31%. Uh, not a lot of breeders utilize it. Um, it's, it's hard. And then eyes um, are another thing. You can have breeder options on eyes and they'll have like extra eyelashes, eyelashes towards the eye, uh, uveal cysts, there's all sorts of different things, retinal folds. And what do you want? Well, if you have a clear eye and a breeder option eye, it could be okay. But I see a lot of these stud dogs have breeder options. And right now, I'd really like to stay clear of that. Haha, <laughs> get me? I'm punny. We're going to stay clear of breeder's options and focus on just clear, normal eyes. Um, ideally, our future stud dogs will be clear, but if there's something super about him and he's a carrier, you know, it's okay. But I'd like him to be, you know, clear, excellent hip, tight pen hip, uh, you know, perfect eyes. You know, I want the best. And apparently this took me a while to understand is that's what you're always breeding towards is the best. You're not breeding, if you're doing it right, you're not gonna be breeding worst to worst, you know, and that's where we won't breed fair. You know, it'll be good and excellent. It won't ever be fair that we're breeding to. Now, if we do happen to say you would have a fair girl, don't breed her to a fair, breed her to an excellent hip boy with a tight pen hip and work on improving, you see? So it, it took the goats for me to realize this part of it is you have the girl that you have, and if you wash her, you can, but, or if you're gonna breed, you improve what you have, right? You improve the girls that you have, 
with bringing in awesome outside studs. What's that mean? For this litter, the mermaid litter, right? It's half um, stone is the baby daddy. So it's half ginger, it's half stone. That's what these puppies are, roughly, right? Now I've heard that because the mama raises the puppies, the dad contributes more genetically to the puppies. And honestly, that makes a lot of sense because the dad's not gonna be there, so he's gonna give more genetics because she's doing the nurturing. Don't know how true it is, but it makes sense to me. I understand it. But, so, but we're still gonna say half. 50% ginger, 50% stone. Now that puppy, for example, we're gonna use flounder, right? So flounder is 50 liter, 50 stone. Lead, or not liter, ginger. 50 liter, <laughs> ginger, I said it again. 50% ginger, 50% stone. Now ginger is, um, they're both good, good hips. Um, she's a clear girl. You know, we, we've genetically tested flounder. That's one of the reasons why she's staying here with us is she is genetically clear. She has a low coefficient of inbreeding because ginger is European show line and stone is American show line, right? Say we breed her to another, say American show line, right? Now that puppy is only 25% ginger, 25% stone, and then 50% of that, right? So you can move things to where you want to, to put them. Say we breed them, breed that puppy, we breed flounder to Albert. Well, that litter is going to be 50% uh, field line, 25% American show line, 25% European show line. Like, it starts to get kind of neat, and then, you know, see what we get, see how they do. Uh, Michelle says good stuff to hear, glad. Uh, Nicole says, yes, UC Davis, it's big in the poodle breeding world. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I had no idea because I'm not in the poodle breeding world. But, yeah, that's apparently there were some that didn't want to breed with us if we didn't have that UC Davis um, genetic diversity. Um, we found a fantastic um, stud, and he complimented Roma very well. So, you know, if it all works out, we'll announce on Thursday, you know, that she's pregnant and put up her page. Uh, so I'll save the announcement till then. But it won't be a huge litter because he's, Roma's 40 pounds, he's 52 pounds. Roma's, I think, like 22 inches and he's like 24 inches. So it'll be about that size. You know, so we're not going to be getting mobility dogs from this one which usually people call me for a mobility dog. I tell them to look at uh, golden retriever males. I'm not selling them a poodle female as a mobility dog because there's gonna be a higher washout rate. Yeah, looking to breed for service dogs, Nicole says, but in a lot of poodle breedings, a champion or grand champion is very wanted. It's AKC or UKC, yes. Uh, we were looking at uh, a, uh, a dog as a potential stud, except they were between shows. So um, this one is a super good AKC champ, you know, uh, that we were able to use. He's, he was number one in his state. And at the time of breeding, I think he was number 13. Well, he was up there in the numbers um, in the US. So I was happy about that. Uh, and he's got all his testing done too. And for me, that's very important. I'll talk to some people and they don't do the testing and no, it's an automatic no. I look at others, you know, as like I said, we're a member of the Golden Retriever Club of America. We went to the National, we got the book of everything. And I really was excited to see some of the dogs. And as we're looking at some of them, and then I pulled them up on Canine Data, and I pulled them up on OFA, and some of them have fair hips. I don't want fair hips. And he's a great looking dog. And I'm like, oh, this is killing me, you know? But it might go into a maybe if we do have a girl with excellent hips. But I, you know, like I said, for me, for what we're doing with service dogs, a service dog, an owner with a disability cannot have a dog who also has a disability, you know? Um, Ruth asks, why did you select European dogs? So it worked out that way for us. It was going to be Gypsy who started it. Gypsy is American show line. And it, she didn't. So we, you know, we were looking at it some. And like I said, the first two girls were uh, a donation to Hope. So that worked out beautiful for us. I liked them. And then the biggest thing, Ruth, is, and somebody asked this in one of the prayer groups on Facebook, and said, um, where do I get an adult breeding age golden retriever? 
courses they wanted to add to their program, you can't. But you can if you import from Europe. So Lita came to us at two years old, fully health tested with a junior champion. We got her. Uh, she, we tried to knock her up in February and it didn't take, oh, which killed me. Uh, her and Lucy both, neither of them took. Um, there's some things that we're doing different now. Um, so we have what we do, and you know, we're always changing a little bit, but uh, we did it with this litter with uh, Ginger. We did it with uh, Lita. We were doing it with uh, Roma. So hope, and then, you know, she was confirmed, which is the only reason I'm announcing Lita's pregnancy, and it's up on the website, is the Fantasia litter. Um, so you can either grow out a dog, or you can try to find one. Well, say we decide to downsize and not breed Goldens anymore. We're not, this is purely hypothetical to, 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 to illustrate something. Um, we're not gonna do this. But what would I do with the breeding dogs that I have, right? Well, you could sell them or you can give them to somebody. Who am I gonna give them to or sell them to? Ideally, somebody maybe who I'm mentoring, somebody who I know, you know? So it's, it's difficult to say this is what'll happen. But a lot of times what you end up having to do is grow them out. So if you remember, um, we had Loki available a couple months ago when Sparkles was available. Loki was one we had got to see, and I want super tight hips for the boys. And uh, Albert, we'll see how he does. You know, he's about three weeks older than these guys. That puts him about 10 weeks old. Uh, we'll do his health testing. We'll probably start that at five, four or five months old. And that's what we have decided to do so we don't have to wait that year or two years to fully grow them out. We can start their, their hips uh, at 16 weeks for pen hip or four months for OFA. So we figure since four months is older than 16 weeks, we would do four months to five months old and get their hips done. I've heard that it's much better if you wait until five months, don't know how true that is, but, um, but we'll get their hips checked and we can you know, make our decisions there you know, if they're gonna stay for the breeding program because I have very tight standards for what I want, especially in a stud. The stud has to, has to have those perfect hips, but I want perfect everything, right? I don't want just perfect hips with crappy, you know, with hip, elbow dysplasia. I want perfect hips, perfect elbows, perfect eyes, perfect heart. And can it change by the time he turns two? It can, but I'm upping my chances. Um, I do call them European. Uh, imports because they are. I don't call them English creams because when people use the term English creams, a lot of times what they mean is the white, white, like what Bucky is, and none of mine except for him or that. Princess is a light cream. Um, she's the lightest one that we got, but I'm not breeding based on color. I'm breeding for health and temperament. So I, I do not, you will never hear me use the word English cream to describe my, my dogs um, because that's not my focus and then like right now like i said it's a euro american litter and then i have another euro american litter uh that's what lita's will be and lita is like she's a tank of a girl she's 70 pounds usually and she is built she is oh and the kale is from magic goldens down here in florida and uh that's the sire that's the stud dog that's the baby daddy and he is bigger than her, taller, right? And broader and, oh, this is gonna be such an amazing litter for mobility dogs. I cannot wait. And knowing we get to keep at least one of the girls because we're breeding them so we can keep who we want to, but I probably keep two. So what our goal is with um, the mermaid litter is we're keeping most likely, pending vet visit tomorrow and everything going as planned, we'll keep two girls and a boy, which I don't want to keep three puppies, but we'll keep three puppies and we'll test them at four to five months old and see who's going to go into the breeding program and who's going to be available to sale. We plan on making at least one of them available for sale, um, if not two of them. So we can focus on the best, right? Because that's what we want. Nicole says she's also looking to possibly add labs or goldens with a female, not to breed as much, but some of my clients would benefit from an odd poodle, especially for mobility stuff. Yes, Nicole, oh my God, yes. And can't do the grooming a poodle needs, but one step at a time. Nicole, I think that's perfect. And a lot of times people will think that I'm doing everything. It's not me, guys. This is not Vicky doing everything. 
you know, we have a whole team that does this. So, you know, Vicky gets blamed for everything, but Vicky also gets all the kudos for everything too, right? But it's not just me. Um, currently, it's me and Rich and Luke here. Tara comes in at least four days a week. Uh, Carolyn's here as much as she can be here. Uh, you know, we've got people doing, uh, you know, right now Robin's doing, Robin, my sister. She's our grant writer. So she's working on a brochure for us. We have an event this weekend. We're gonna get some volunteers out there for that. We've had volunteers coming out to help us. And we've had Jessica coming out. We've had Gabby coming out. Uh, we've had Janet came out and Jamie came out. Apparently we've gotten a lot of Jamie volunteers coming out. But we have a lot of volunteers. We have a new volunteer starting tomorrow. So it's super awesome to be able to have that and do that. But yeah, yeah, Nicole, I totally agree. I was actually on the phone with somebody today who was asking and said, you know, well, if you recommend, you know, labs, why don't you breed labs? I said, well, I used to recommend breeders, but the lab breeders that I know have a long wait list and it's more field lines, you know, and I like show line or European import yellow labs with the big blocky head and the bigger physique because a lot of my people want mobility and I can't do poodle for mobility. You know, they can be taller, but even taller is gonna be 65, 75 pounds max usually. So Carolyn and I had been discussing, Carolyn is Roma's owner, Roma, the poodle that we breed. Uh, she lives like 15 minutes from me, it's super awesome. She's wonderful. And we were talking, you know, do we wanna work on breeding up? You know, Roma's only 40 pounds and like 22 inches. She's like the size of my Goldens, but she's like, smaller, right? She was like 38 pounds. So like she was like half the size of Lita, half the weight of Lita. You know, do we want to try to breed bigger? The, the royal poodles, which again, you'll never hear me use to describe if we do that. Um, or not, you know, because, you know, that's not what poodles are, but then you get people who want, who need that non-shedding but then they, a lot of times don't realize that you still have to brush them out every day. You know, they don't want a golden because they don't want the hair in the house. And I said, well then brush them, especially during shedding season, brush them, you know, a few times a, a day, brush them like two or three times a week uh, and, and you're good. Well, I don't want to brush them. Well, then you can shave your poodle down to nothing, but then you have to take him in once a month and get him shaved down to nothing so he looks nice and clean. Uh, and that's, I'm trying to talk a friend of mine into breeding yellow labs. And she's like, where would I even get started? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, but that's go to dog shows, see who's there, go to local AKC clubs, AKC lab clubs, um, join. I'm sure there's a Labrador Retriever Club of America, you know, start seeing, seeing who you like. It's a lot of work getting into it. Um, you know, and I like, I like the show line ones. They're calmer than the field line ones. They're usually a little bigger. And that's what I want. And Roma's baby daddy actually does hunting too. And he's got titles on some different stuff. So, um, will you be thinking of guardian homes for your breeding dogs in the future? Our guardian homes haven't always worked out all that well. Um, we've had a few of them and they haven't worked out great. Um, my parents have one which is the only one currently that we have uh, until we health test and see where she's at. I don't know. Uh, we might do that, but I, we need to health test first, like I said, four to five months old, and see who's in the running. And then once our hips are just so immaculate that it doesn't matter, you know, it won't matter as much. But we want super good hips for the dogs. So what we don't want to have happen is two years on a dog and we find out that the hips are fair hips and they're not going to qualify for what we want. So right now they're going to stay here because I can get them started on training. I can get them started on, um, on that, you know, on everything, you know, get them out and about, get them started on training. So then if their hips aren't where we want them to be, it doesn't mean they're not going to be great service dogs. It just means for our program, that's not what I want to be breeding. So, you know, if they would do well as service dogs for somebody else, they'll be offered as service dogs. If it's going to be pet dogs, they'll be offered as pet dogs only. Um, after that point, you know, if we know that, okay, this one's going to be a potential breeder dog, would we put them in a guardian home? I'm not sure. 
because then I am a control freak and then I can't control everything. So would we want to? I don't know. Um, if we had the right guardian home, it'd be a different story. And we've had, uh, we've had a really good guardian home. Uh, you know, Shane had uh, one of the dogs for, for a while and she did great with her. Um, but then, like I said, finding out that we weren't going to use that dog in the breeding program, you know, I was kind of like, oh, darn it. So it's a little bit up in the air, uh, you know, and, and like I said, been burned a little bit with guardian home stuff. So right now I've got over five acres here, you know, like they can run and play on the property while the goats aren't, you know, eating the grass. Um, it's fully fenced in with a chain link, six foot tall chain link fence. Uh, you know, they can be here for some and, and, you know, see how they go. And if we know that the dogs can be part of the breeding program, you know, it's not that bad. And trying to figure how many litters a year we want. So say we do five litters a year, well, then that's five breeding age females and then five up and comings. So that'd be a total of 10 dogs. Well, do I want 10 dogs on the property? I don't know. I don't know. Um, if you have any ideas, let me know. Linda's popping in to encourage Lucy to get busy. Tell me about it. Linda, I'm telling her. And it's so funny. So Tara comes in in the morning and Lucy's so excited to meet her. And she goes over and says, hello. What, what does Lucy do? She goes into a down and she rolls over and shows her her belly so, so Tara can check to see if she's coming to the heat. There's been a couple times that we're like, oh, it looks like she's getting poofy. She, she, I don't know what's going on with that dog. Um, she's on her, her, um, her check her watch let's see if see if there's anything going on down there but so far there's no drip drip buddy spots everywhere so now that the golden national is over i'm kind of like come on girl get busy um chris asked about continuing to breed doberman's nope candy so she had lost her first litter and then she that i think was in october that october or november um when she gave birth and lost all you know every puppy was was born dead so we were only going to do two litters out of her in the first place. So when she came back in the heat in February, uh, we bred her and that's, that's where the Sith litter came from. Um, but we were only ever going to do two litters with her. So, so no, she is actually up in Boston right now. Um, she is no longer here with us. And why is that is because she worked very well for mobility. Um, counterbalance, forward momentum, pull, and brace. Well, with my wheelchair, that's, those aren't my three top tasks. My oops pickup is my biggest ta task that I like. Uh, alerts might work. I'll do another uh, webinar on uh, the dysautonomia and service dog stuff. But, but yeah, so she's, um, Candy is no longer here. She just had a heat cycle, I wanna say October, maybe September. Um, she had her heat cycle, so. They'll probably stay her in a couple months. But yeah, she went up there. She's um, going to service dog work up there for somebody who could use that. So I thought that was super that she was able to do that. Uh, in the same way, right? He's perfect. Chris, I'm so happy to hear that. That makes me happy. We have Jedi here right now. And he was the big blue boy. Um, he lives with a friend up here in Gainesville. So we've had him for two months out of his three month boarding train. And he's like, he looks so much like Candy. Um, he's gorgeous, you know, and I'll see some of the other ones up on Insta. So he doesn't have his ears done. And I know Rowena does not have her ears done. I think everybody else got their ears done, their ears cropped. But, uh, but yeah, he's, you know, he's a fun dog. Him and uh, Bucky will go outside and play and he thinks it's super awesome. So he's, he's really good out in public. I wanna get him to Universal or Disney, especially now that the weather's cooling, it's gorgeous. And then I also wanna take, we have Maui in. So I wanna take Maui out uh, to Universal too. But what's it mean for heart and soul? <laughs> so we were gonna have somebody to do, hi Anjanette. Uh, we we're gonna have somebody to do the whelping and the raising. And that person's no longer with us. So Rich and I had to decide, what do we want to do? And luckily that was whenever the Poodle and the Deberman litters were going home in early summer. 
and seeing what was going on and then watching all the dogs on Insta has helped out tremendously. And then getting the email updates too. And we decided, yeah, we, we have to continue this, helping so many people to be able to have more normal lives. Saying that as somebody with a disability with a service dog, you know, it, it is difficult having a disability and having that service dog helps out tremendously. So we had to do that. So right now we're planning on maybe four or five litters a year, I think. Um, and again, it can change. You know, we had two and then we have Ginger and Lita and Roma coming up. So it'll be five litters this year. And then we have the two that didn't take. So we could have had seven litters this year. And then if Princess is good next year, she could have her first litter. Uh, you know, but if we can focus on quality, which is where two, I can keep, I can keep as many dogs as I want to. You know, again, I'm on five acres. We are set up for board and trains up the wazoo. Um, we can keep the dogs and see and keep the very best hips, you know, the tightest hips. Because in Golden's, 20% of the OFA um, tested ones have hip dysplasia. 20%. Now, here's the fun thing with OFA is if you go to the vet to do your OFAs, and the vet says these hips aren't going to pass, you do not have to submit them. So you wouldn't know. It's probably more than that. Because if 20% of the ones that are sent in, those are the ones that the vet thinks they look good, and the vets at OFA are like, mm-mm. Uh, whereas with pen hip, if you sign up for pen hip and they do the x-rays, they must send them in, even if they're crappy hips. So pen hip's going to give you the better number, but they don't make it public. That's why we had to spend the extra to put it on OFA, is so it could be seen. I'm fretting over two litters. And you know, when, when are they coming? What's going on, girl? Talk to me. Um, so yeah, so we have, uh, these ones go home, they turn eight weeks on Monday. So two of them, out of the eight puppies, three we're keeping, two are going home uh, at eight weeks, and then three are staying for board and train. So one staying for an extra month, and then two are staying for an extra four months. And it'll be fun because with those three that are staying and the three that we're keeping, we're going to still have six puppies here. Um, and we can get videos and everything else, uh, videos, pictures, and show you guys, too, what it is that we're doing. So make sure that you are following us on Instagram and on TikTok. On TikTok, it's POTS Service Dog, P-O-T-S Service Dog. And then under Instagram, it will all be under Hope Service Dogs. Uh, I think it's hope.service.dogs. Breeding next cycle, mid to end of December, and they're a week apart. <laughs> good. Good. We'll see how they do. Um, you know, so I think with girls, sometimes they're, they're right on schedule, and sometimes they're not. I'm still waiting on Lucy, so if you find the Magic Mojo Juice, let me know. She's on uh, Wheat Germ Oil and Be Strong to help supplement anything, you know, to, to help her come into heat. And... Uh, you know, whenever Roma was in heat, I'm like, bring Roma over. We'll have her hang out with Lucy. Maybe we'll have, you know, help Lucy. But, you know, they'll do it in their own sweet time, and, and it'll be perfect. So, um, and I know you have your boy up there. So, is that, and you said that's who you're going to use, right? Your, your, um, yeah, your boy. So, that'll make it easier for you, too. Are you still going to do the progesterone testing or do the vaginal swab? We do progesterone. Luckily, I have two repro vets. One's five minutes from me, one's 15 minutes from me. Now, the 15-minute one away does in-house progesterone testing. So I usually go up there. The other one, he has to mail it out, so we get it that evening. But, you know, sometimes those extra four or five hours are crucial because I could be on the road, you know, or everything else. Oh, they are brother and sister. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, I don't... Um, I don't plan on looking back. I plan on, you know, going full speed ahead with the breeding stuff. I'm enjoying myself with it. This litter was the first litter fully at our house. Um, the other ones have come out at six or seven weeks or have been here one or two weeks in the beginning and then six or seven weeks they come back. And having the litter here the whole time was super awesome. You know, I really enjoyed it. Rich really enjoyed it, but it means that it's going to be more of the breeding and the training of the Hope Dogs. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Right now, I don't know how many in the Lita, how many Lita puppies. Um, I don't know how many are gonna do board and train stuff. 
um, the ones who do it, it's the, easy, it's the best. You know, of course it is, because we get working on everything that's needed. Um, and then with the Roma litter, I don't know how many would be interested in doing that. So, you know, we don't want to overload with pet boarding trains or service dog boarding trains and then have dogs in the house who maybe have, um, you know, we don't want the puppies to get sick. You know, we have to keep them separate. And then we did their Neopar vaccine, which is a neonatal parvo. And then we can start, you know, getting them a little bit closer, but they still haven't. We don't let them go say hi. Like, no, the, the puppies are over on this side of the house and this side outside and the other ones are over there. So we don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. So if you're looking for a breeder, for a service dog or a pet dog or anything, you know, I don't know what your goals are. What you want to find out is first what the health tests are in the breed that you're looking at. So for Goldens, it's hips, elbows, eyes, heart. And then we do the genetics too. For Poodles, it's hips, eyes, we threw elbows in. And then your choice, one of three, skin, um, it's like sub something, da 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 da, um, skin, uh, thyroid, or heart. So hips, eyes, and heart, and you're covered, right? Or you could do all of them. And then genetics too. But find out what it is. You can look it up on OFA. You can look it up under AKC on what it is that is recommended. And then you want a breeder who does stuff with them. I haven't even got to all the early stuff. I'll maybe talk about that next week. Um, and then, like I said, we want to talk about POTS um, training and service dog stuff and how to start these puppies. So there's a lot that's going to be coming up. Make sure you stay tuned to get the webinars. Uh, and it'll be going up on the podcast too. But that'll be it for right now because it's been almost an hour. And I'm going to try to keep them at just about an hour. Okay? So I will see you guys next week. In the meantime, uh, make sure you follow Hope Service Dogs and Heart Soul Canine, letter K number nine, on Instagram, on Facebook. And like I said, TikTok is Pot Service Dog. And you'll see little video clips. I try to put, I, it's not every day, a lot of it is every day, but we try to put up a few times. Hip, uh, here, Nicole says she did hips, elbows, thyroid, heart, dentition, and eyes on Rio. That's awesome. Antoinette says, thanks. Have a wonderful evening. You guys, too. I'm going to go play with puppies now.